This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham, your host here today with a special guest. I know I say that every time, but this guest is really special because I actually have so many connections with her. We connected recently. Uh, online, but looking on uh, Facebook, we're like, wait a second, we have so many connections that feedback way beyond business into friends and family and things like that. So, and funny enough, we were connected by my online business manager, manager Benita, who lives in South Africa. Meanwhile, Nicole, my guest today, lives very close to where I live and where my husband grew up. And in fact, they think they even went to the same high school. So how crazy is that? You have to go all the way around the world to be connected to someone in your own backyard. So I am so happy to have this be, uh, Ask the Expert interview today. Uh, I'm talking to Nicole Center. She's the founder and CEO of Illuminous, which is a boutique business agency. So Nicole, I'm going to say hi for you first, to you first, and then we'll get a little bit more info to our audience and listeners today. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Well, I'm glad we finally got you on this uh this show because something we've been wanting to talk about for a while. And in fact, Nicole's going to be coming to speak to our uh, Raise Your Vibe Mastermind in a few months, and I'm looking forward to it. And so Nicole's specialty is that she's a business strategist and highly intuitive systems alchemist. And I love that word. Um, she devotes, uh, She's devoted to supporting soul-led women to shine. So her mission is to change the lives of the leaders who are shifting the consciousness of humanity so they can expand their impact and scale their income. It sounds like right up the alley of a lot of the clients we work with too. So we share that commonality of working with people that are out there changing the world, making a huge impact in the world. So Nicole and her team have a wide spectrum of like turnkey solutions that they do for you. But some of the things that they specialize in is like running the back end of your online business, launching and planning executions, um, simple systems for automation and passive income streams so that we can really enjoy this, the joy and the purpose back in the work of the entrepreneurs that you're working with. So, um, and impacting more people, obviously, along the way. So, Nicole, I know one of the things that our audience talks about all the time, they're all entrepreneurs and they're all launching business and everything. They come to us for podcasting. One of the fears they have is the tech. So there's a lot of tech that goes into behind not just launching a podcast, but actually a whole business. And actually, now that we have to make everything online, <laughs> it's even more confusing with the technology. Mm -hmm. So first of all, share with us a little bit about how you got started in doing this work. And second of all, where do we start with this? Work? And like, what's something that's you know, you see something that is uh, people are doing wrong out there that you they really need to like slow down and figure it all out. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So how I got started in this is I just kind of like fluked in it, to be honest. I fell in love with the online space. I thought this whole idea of being able to create an online business, it was something that I wasn't had, I didn't even know it existed. And then through various different iterations of my business, I always love the tech and the behind the scenes. So it just seemed very natural for me to progress into doing this for my business. So 
I was always the one in like the masterminds or group programs that people would be like, oh, I have a question on this. I'm like, oh, it's super easy. Just do it this way. So it's always been a passion. So the your question is great. Uh, I see a lot about what tech should I use? How should I do it? Overthinking, like which platform, this platform. And like the biggest piece of advice is people make it way more complicated than it needs to be. So I know that's such a sort of like a plain answer, but honestly, like to get started, what do you need? You can set up your profiles on whatever social media you want to do. And you can start with a PayPal link. Like you don't need the fancy all in one platform. That's going to, you know, set you back a couple hundred dollars a month, start basic and then grow from there. Cause a lot of times people will make those big investments in something they think they quote unquote have to have and you don't. And then you don't even know how to actually use all the functions. And so you're spending all this money getting frustrated and it's just really not the best use of your energy and your effort at that point in time. So start basic. What do you need? An offer, a way to take payment and a way to show up and build an audience. That's really what it is. And then iterations down the road. Yes. Get into the email marketing, start building an email list, then get into designing some funnels, but it all doesn't have to be done before you actually launch. That's my biggest tip and piece of advice. I love that. And did you notice, guys, she didn't say anything about a website. <laughs> and that's one thing when I was uh, starting my business consulting was like, I was helping um, fitness professionals and nutritionists because that's the space I came from. Um, and the one thing they were so focused on, like they didn't know learn anything about business in their certifications. But the one thing they were focused on is I need a website. And when I have this beautiful website that I send 10 grand on, then the clients will come. And I was like, Actually, I don't think that's true. <laughs> in fact, you can receive a lot of that money, not have a website, still make money and bring clients in. And you're just making it a little bit harder to get clients because you're now pushing them away till this website is done. It's like this, oh, website and they will come. And that's not true anymore, right? 100%. Well, I think you need to really be solid in what you're, who you want to help, how you want to help them, the work that you're here to do. And it takes, well, for me anyway, it took a lot of, experimentation to land in this spot. I mean, I feel like I've had every title and done everything in the online space up until this point. So if I would have, you know, and I did have a website in various iterations, but it's not what you need in order to be successful. You don't actually quote unquote need anything, but a lot of people use it as sort of a crutch, just like if you've got business cards printed out. Like that's like, when was the last time you handed out a business card necessarily, right? You can... Yeah, you, you don't need a website. That's a beautiful example. But focus on the messaging and who you're here to help and then augment with pieces along the way. If you desire a website, great, do that. But it doesn't have to be day one. Or Get you can have clients. Client. Yeah, <laughs> get some clients first. And then actually, I think like without having clients first, you don't really know what you're needing or know what you're niching down into or know kind of like where you like so like when you first start like go and try a bunch of things and see what lands and then um do it and you know it's funny i've always i've never struggled with tech i love the tech but what i've struggled with is finding one that i like long enough to keep it and not move on to the next one so i've tried like so many things out there and i remember hearing a quote <laughs> and then this landed pretty hard for me i was like oh yeah the best piece of tech you can use or get is the one that you use or sorry the best piece of tech that you can invest in is the one that you use <laughs> and it's like oh yeah <laughs> just because you know this one's fancier this one's got more bells and whistles jumping to the next platform is not necessarily going to get us the results that we want with the technology 
Um, just starting with something that actually you can work with and stick with, I think sounds like a better deal, a better way of doing it. Now, how do you work with your clients that want to like jump tech from tech to tech to tech to tech all the time? And there's like so many different options for so many things out there. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I really like to look at what they actually need, what they're going to use and what's fit for purpose. Instead of like, I see it all the time in a Facebook group. Someone will be like, what platform should I use? And like, you hear all the big name brands thrown out. It's like, that's not what you need at this point in time. So I like to go back to the basics on what do you actually want to do in your business? Mm -hmm. And then how do we augment those various pieces? But I also like to think long-term as well. So it's not, what do you need for this month? Because I have been a tech jumper as well. I've tried a lot of different platforms and one, I like it, but it's also, it burns a lot of time and money if you're hopping from platform to platform. So get clear on short-term as well as long-term, what you actually desire to do. And then kind of like, just make the decision, stick with it rather than reinventing the wheel time and time and time again. Because even just not like the build out of like the, the funnels and the automation, it's you know, making sure all the links and all the places are correct. Like that takes time, whether it's you or a team member. So make the decision and then just kind of put the blinders on and, and not jump. Oh, shiny object syndrome. <laughs> oh, the struggle is real. Yeah. But if you just have to like kind of trust yourself and then go with state of course and not deviate from it. And I know that's not probably what people want to hear, but I wish I would have just done that right off the bat. And not gone for like the shiny, like the Kajabis that everyone's like, oh, you have to do this and you have to have this. I would have just, you know, what is my budget actually going to support of what I want to invest every month? And then stayed the course with that and made it work. Unless it's really, really broken. But honestly, it's a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Would have saved a lot of money (laughs) over the last few years if I had done that too. You know, they say that entrepreneur journey is like, you know, winding road. Well, mine was like mountains and like curves and like, you know, crazy. It was like the Indy 500 course, you know, like it, it just so many things to distract you from what you actually need. I think that's a really good key to think about what do you actually need and what can your budget at this stage in your business allow you to afford? So here's the other question that I have. I hear all the time, it's like, you know, I need to have this in place and that in place and this in place. What do entrepreneurs that are just getting started, like say, let's say a coach, coaching program, what systems do they actually need to have in place in their business? So if I was to go back and do it all over again, what I have learned from my seven years of doing this is that you need, you know, what the your transformation or what you're going to provide to somebody, you know, I kind of say your island A to island B, where is someone now, where are you going to get to them? get them to and how are you going to do that have that rock solid crystal clear a way to show up and support them a way to take payment and then a way to show up and share what it is that you're doing rather than having you know 10,000 different offers and all these different containers i would suggest that somebody focus on one or two key packages usually i would say something a little on the entry level or lower level price point and something a little bit higher so that way you can meet people where they're at and support them and just rinse and repeat, like try it, see it through all the way to the end, like do your launch and then go on to the next one. And then as you kind of like do it multiple times, then you can see, okay, this worked really well. These are the tweaks that I want to change after you get through the actual launch for the course of the program. And then the next time 
add in those additional tweaks and then do that rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. I have clients that we sit down, we have a strategy call and they are still using these same strategies to sell out their offers, you know, like two, three years down the road. So like when you find something that works and is your way of showing up and doing something that is so powerful instead of what I did is there was one year, I think I launched 32 different offers. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like it's insane. Like when I say that and it's almost embarrassing, but like in hindsight now I have very definitive ways that people can come in and work with me and it just feels so much easier. And then I can just show up and share and promote those offers with ease. And I have the content ready to go. I have, you know, if I wanted to do a webinar, I have that ready to go. However you want to do it. It's like kind of canned and can easily be done. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And that makes it like a lot less stress uh, as well. Like, so we were, we're going through kind of like a revamping and relaunching of our brand too. And one of the things that we noticed is that we were selling this offer over here, this offer with here with par- partners and they were selling our own offer. But then like our time was buying, being diluted by all these different things and, you know, kind of trying to sell each of the different pieces. So instead we're just putting it all together in one, in one piece. This is going to be a lot easier, easier to market and easier um, to launch and easier for people to understand what we do. Now, you and I share a mutual friend, Steph, and Steph and I used to own a co-working space like 10 years ago. And when we were at this co-working space, I was newly out of the fitness industry and now is like starting to do some consulting. I was pretty good at the marketing in the fitness space, which is why we had 10 locations across BC. And now we were going into this co-working space. So I was doing some consulting. And then I was like, well, I can launch books. I can help people launch their books. Sure, I can launch a funnel. Sure, I can help you with your website. Sure, I can help you with... So whatever people were coming to me for is what I was helping them with. Till all of a sudden, we're like, you could do all these things with us, like podcasting and funnels and webinars and all these great things that we can support people with. And I'm like, but here's the problem is that one of my friends said to me, she's like, I know you're really good at what you do, but I have no idea what you do. And I'm like, well, someone that close to me has no idea what I do. I'm doing a pretty crappy job of like making it clear for my customers how they they can hire us and how they can work with me. And so that's when I like stopped everything and just focus on the podcasting. So what you're saying is that some of your clients have had the same offer and rinse and repeat over and over and again. And what I'm finding out there in the industry is that that's actually it's the best way and the fastest way to cash is to keep doing the same thing over and over. If it's working and it worked once or twice, then keep going and keep expanding on it. Would you suggest that people keep going with what's working? And when is that time to then expand to something new or just keep focusing on what's working? I think you have to follow your passion and what lights you up. So if you're doing the same offer and it's not exciting and you don't have the energy energy behind it to actually show up and launch it, then it's definitely time to shift and pivot and bring something else in. I only want to do my business for it being fun. So if it stops being fun, then I need to shift or I need to put something else in. Um, I always like to think about it. And I got this advice from a coach or mentor of mine years ago. It's like, what do you want to be tagged in Facebooks for? What do you want to, what's that thing you want to be known for? And like, I think of you, Michelle and podcasting. Like if anybody needs podcasting help, you're the first person that comes to mind for me, it's backend systems and support. So there's a lot that can go under that umbrella so I don't think I'll ever get quote unquote bored. So I could have a membership that still supports that business model. I could have, you know, high level one-on-one support. I can do, you know, done in a day kind of packages. There's lots of different 
offers that can fit under that umbrella. But I, I really feel like sticking to kind of your lane, being known as an expert, and then that's when you can kind of branch out. That's not to say that if you have a client that comes in and says, oh, I need help with this thing, if you truly can help them, then do that. But maybe don't actively market it so that people are like, oh, I don't know what you do. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, yeah, I know. That's like, that was the worst thing you hear. I was like, really? I'm like, you don't know it? Oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> but that's when I dropped everything else and focused on podcasting. And that's when I saw our income, like totally like quadruple that year. Um, because we are focused on it. And like you said, like when you think of me, you think of podcasting. When I think of you, I think of systems and support in online in online businesses. And if you if if someone can't be that clear as to how they can tag you, you're right. Like that's so you need to get to that point of clarity in your own business. And so I'm all about I love what you say, you're all about fun. This is why we get along, because I'm all about finding my business too. And I get bored really easily. But I know there's a saying that when like I'm getting bored with something, your people are just starting to find out about it. And so yeah. I think having a little bit of that flexibility in there and your availability to be able to um kind of satisfy your own want to have fun, but also stick in your lane with what you're doing. Good. So that the creativity can come from the different kinds of programs and different ways you do offers. And I was just at a um, three day training about masterminds. And I loved I came out of there going, okay, so a mastermind can be like us just meeting in Mexico twice a year. That can be the mastermind. It doesn't have to be a container that like, is specific. That's where the creativity gets to come in. I think it's so cool. 100%. Yeah. How you package your offers, you could do like one-off workshops. If there's something that you just are really passionate about and you've kind of learned, just do that, but have your core programs or offers that people can come into. And if you don't want to launch it every month, launch it every quarter, that's totally yeah. fine. And then if you have sort of the, can't is such a bad way to say it, but if you have the structure for that launch every quarter, then you focus on that for, you know, one month, you and your team get it ready and do that. And then you have two months in between to play and have fun and do a really cool mastermind or these mini minds are popping up and retreats. There's lots of things that you can throw in between that sort of one or two key offers that you're really known for. Mm. And then that's because we're so multi-passionate. Like I could teach on so many different things and there's so many things I love, but you kind of have to eventually be known for one thing and then you can expand out. It's truly my, my opinion on that. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with that. You know, you might just say about launching uh, a minute ago and I wanted to just dive into launching for a second because something like as for someone, for me, I've been online for a while and I've, (laughs) in the last 10 years, let's just put it this way. I've watched some very interesting people come out of the gates, blow up, explode online and then start cross-promoting each other. And then they diluted their email list and they all disappeared. And I was like, interesting. And they all were kind of launching the same way and and doing kind of the same thing. And they created this really close bond with all each other, which was great. It looked like it was really successful at first. So one, I want to know what's the launching strategy these days that's working well for online businesses? And how do we still you know, collaborate and and promote each other without then killing each other's email lists. Because essentially what was happening is people were bonus shopping and they were each promoting each other. And so it looks like they all amalgamated their email lists all to the same. There was about 10 of them and they all went to the same, all the same people were on everyone's list. And then they kind of all went out of business, to be honest. So I don't want to see that happening again. <laughs> no, we don't want that to happen to anybody. So 
I feel like, okay, there's two questions there. Let's start with the launch strategy. The one that you align to is the one that's going to be successful to you. I talked to a client and we were talking about her offers and an upcoming launch. And I was like, oh, you could do a masterclass. And she was like, instant like reaction, like, no. And I'm like, okay, you don't have to do that. Like, there's no rules with how long your launch has to be, what you need to do. Um, the idea of doing like a five-day free challenge or event, like that is not my jam. I don't have the bandwidth for doing that. So that is not how I'm going to launch. But like doing pop-up masterclasses, guest expert spots, like that's a beautiful way for me to do it. So I think... Again, it goes back to this whole experimentation, trying a couple of different ways, what works, what do you like? And there's a difference between like pushing outside of your comfort zone to something that's like on that growth edge where you're like, oh, this is a little scary, but also a little exciting. So I'm going to try and do a webinar, for example. Or if you're like, that's a hard no, I'm not doing that. Like, don't force yourself to do something just because it's worked for so-and-so. I have done that mistake. I took what my mentors were doing. And I like reverse engineered, rinsed and repeated, tried to do in my business and then it didn't work. Surprise, surprise. Um, Because it wasn't my style. It wasn't my way of doing things. So I like to do like the non-launch launch, if that makes sense, or the lazy launch is kind of how I've termed it. It's how do you want to show up? Really, fundamentally, what you need is a way to grow your audience, like, right? A way to talk about what it is you're promoting and then a way to bring people into your offer. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And everything works. Webinars work, challenges work, live streams work, cold DMs work, not my strategy, but it works. I see people do it all the time. So find and play and test it. And then if it doesn't work for you, that was just a data point for something that you you tried. Don't beat yourself up. If it doesn't go as well as you anticipate, then try something different the next time, tweak, adjust, and then keep the fundamentals when they are working as well. So does that answer the question around launch? Yeah. I know I feel like I'm giving all these answers that are non-answers. Oh, like, great. You're like, <laughs> I, I like the launch idea. And it's funny because I, you know this, I've been struggling with this for our launch that's coming up as we're rebranding and doing everything. And I'm looking at all the ways people are doing it these days. And what I'm finding is that like, oh my gosh, people are putting so many hoops and so many things things in the way of people just getting what they want and being able to roll and register for something like right away. And I'm like, we're so busy. I'm like, the, I don't, this doesn't work for me. This like five, they have to wait for five days to figure out what you're offering or they have to show up five times to get something or, you know, it just doesn't work for me. I feel like, and I, I appreciate what you say so much as like, you know, do what works for you and what you feel like in your style, because yeah, some of these ways people are doing things. I'm like, I don't have the patience to wait, spend that much time to just find out what they're offering to see if I want it or not. So why not give them the offer right up the front and let them know it's coming and here's um, here's what you can expect. So yeah, just doing something that feels right to you, I think is so important. 100%. And I think we give our power away to others and think that there's some shiny strategy out there that's guaranteed to work. And anyone who says that, they're teaching what's worked for them, not what's going to work for you necessarily. So take everything with a grain of salt, make it your own play and have fun. Because ultimately, if you're showing up in a good energy, and you enjoy what you're doing, you're locked in and super excited about whatever it is you're offering, your launch is going to go well. But if you're trying to force it, it's just you're going to resist it the whole time. Um, The other thing though, that is like a strategy that's working really well for a lot of my clients is waitlist for 
offers and then giving some type of bonus to encourage people to get on the wait list. They're like the first ones to know or if you have X amount of spots, that is a strategy that tends to work well. And then you can kind of nurture with a couple of emails. Pre-sales are working well too. So if people jump in early, reward them. So those are some strategic things that are supporting. But you can also do it via DMs. It doesn't have to be like an email sequence that you send as well. So customize it. But those are some ideas that you can try. That's good. I like those. I like the wait list because it kind of temperature checks to your offer, right? Is it like, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, I want to get on the wait list for that or that doesn't really resonate with me. Might want to tweak some of the headlines or some of the things that you're saying in there. Totally. Yeah. And I have another client. She only runs a live program a couple of times a year. And so what she'll actually do is after she launches, she'll get people on the wait list for the fall or like pre-sell if once her spots are sold out so that people will be like, oh, I, you know, maybe there's a crazy long payment plan because the program starts in the fall. So you can start your payments now and be done by the end of the program. So it makes it more accessible for people to jump in and join. So there's all sorts of creative ways that you can do it. But it's really, it's it's having the, I don't like the icky marketing tactics. It has to be in integrity and you're doing it for a genuine reason in order to get people to go and jump in and join you. And then I guess the other question was around like the cross pollination of lists. I really feel like you have to get out of your circle and start networking with other individuals that are even your potential competition because there's going to be people that are going to let resonate with me and others that won't, but maybe they still need someone to do their backend system. So getting outside of, you know, the core eight to 10 people that you always network with and cross promote with and expanding, always be growing your audience with other new individuals. We want to always be bringing more people to the party. It's kind of how I explain it. So mm, I like that idea. I feel like the the strategy of like going in and like offering to do like a class or something for another another coach is the community is good. One of the things that we did really well last year was embedding our offer in other people's like high ticket programs. So having something that they can embed in so that their clients already came over to our you know low ticket offer that they can get a low result in. And then they would be then in part of our world and then be, you know, able to join us in some other things. I really liked that strategy a lot last year was seemed to be good. And uh, it it was like a, a no brainer because you're adding value to someone else's offer stack. And it's a bonus that satisfied one of their things. So I'm doing that a few times this year. I'm also giving a few modules of our program into other people's programs. Um, and then we're bringing guest experts into our program. And I think like, that's, I kind of like the way of doing that, um, as well. It's kind of a way to get outside of your own circle. And it's even serving your clients like that much more. So the people that come into your containers, it's like, how amazing is it that they're going to get this additional resource and they don't have to pay an additional fee or it's built into the package price. I love it. And it's all about collaboration and it just feels so genuine too, when you do it properly. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're, you know, you all serve like similar kind of audience, um, but with different modalities, right? We're doing a summit uh, coming up in two weeks. And the my two other partners, one does affiliate marketing, and the other one does book writing, yet we both serve the same audience in different ways. So the 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 summit's about um, floor authority and influence and in profit. And so that will bring in because there's three different kind of angles of it too, right? So I think that's kind of a neat, uh, a good joint venture kind of um, opportunity to grow your list. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's one that I'm going to be part of, and it's um, sort of a expert panel that's coming together. It's a paid challenge, I guess, for lack of a better word, or summit, but it's very accessible. And then I get to be spotlighted as a guest expert. So I feel like things like that, where people really curate who's coming in and speaking and being part of whether it's a summit or it's um, bundles, people are, those seem to be really hot right now as well. So those are great ways to have that collaboration with like-minded individuals who, again, serve that similar audience. Yeah, it's such a smart, uh, smart way of doing business. Besides, it's more fun to do business with other people than just yourself. But I mean, I like that idea of doing some things with people and then getting just expanding outside of that same 10 people all the time. <laughs> Try about reaching out to people as well to be a guest expert or to do a collaboration or, you know, if they have a Facebook group, you should do a live stream in that or a membership. There's mm-hmm. people that are looking for those collaborations. So don't hesitate to reach out. As yeah. well. And for our listeners that are thinking about doing a podcast or have a podcast, guess what? You have the absolute best platform to be able to reach out to other people because you can lead with, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? And then they get onto the podcast and you can have a conversation with them about what else you can do together. And we talked about this earlier, but I had two joint venture partners come from podcast interviews in the last 12 months that have generated over $100,000 each in our business. So those partnerships are gold. And especially if you can meet them through your podcast, like how cool is that? Um, Because then you have this platform, you can reach out to people. Everyone usually says yes, when they want to come on to podcasts. And it just makes the relationship accelerate. So you get to know them a lot better, a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can report out too, because I love being the person, if someone comes to me and says, oh, I need help with this, then I can say, oh, I know this person. He or she is amazing reach out, connect with them. They'll be able to help you. And it's that personal referral as well that is super powerful. So yeah, absolutely. Those connections are great. Um, well, Nicole, this has been awesome. Love talking about backend systems and helping people get set up. And, you know, sim- I think the biggest takeaway today is like simple, just start with what you need to do to collect a payment and to deliver a program. And uh, you don't need to get any more complicated than that. Any other words of wisdom you want to leave with our audience today? Mm, Oh, probably so much. But I think just to have fun. Like I feel when we start to put pressure on and expectations that it has to be done a certain way or we're like, and I'm totally guilty of this. So um, that we're like wanting the results and like pushing and forcing. That's when like the wheels fall off the car. So go back, focus on the fun. How do you show up? How do you serve? And then that's when the magic and beauty all kind of comes together. Ooh, that's good. I love it. And one more question popped in my head as we were, as you were saying that. Okay. So what other industries in this world only launch a few times a year and let clients in? Like if you were a plumber or, you know, landscaping or like, it seems so weird. So what's your, what's your opinion? Is it launching or is it evergreen enrollment or is there a combination of both? I think there's beauty in both. I, it depends on the container too, because like I don't, I've been in masterminds that have been evergreen enrollment and I don't like, I feel like you, you lose the magic of having new people come in every month or every couple of months. It's just not as great of a space. Whereas a group program, maybe that's not as big a deal if there's live Q and A. So it depends on the intimacy of the actual container and program. Um, 
I think as a good business and what I like to work with my clients on is you, it, I don't suggest having just one offer that you can get into, you know, twice a year, that one client who does that live program, we actually built it out so she could have a self-study program with the content that she had curated in her more exclusive live course, but she could sell that passively to continue to generate income. And then if people wanted to upgrade into the one or into that one-on-one or group container, they could. So you have to really think about how you want to support people, how you like to be supported, because odds are whatever business model you, whatever kind of courses and programs you buy, is probably going to be what your people want. So if you just love high-end one-on-one support, that's probably what you should focus on providing. If you love memberships, then think about the membership model, but strategically look and see what your income goals are. How can you can actually support and deliver on what you're doing? without overextending and burning yourself out. And then you can build that accordingly. But I think it makes sense to look at passive income, reoccurring income, as well as it's always nice to have those big cash influxes as well with a live launch. But I wouldn't be live launching every single month with a live challenge. Like it just, it wouldn't fly. (laughs) Sounds like too much work. (laughs) And I mean, you also have to think too, like, do you have a team or is it just you? And what can you take on? Do you have kids? Do you not have kids? Are you know, like, are you traveling? Do you have a full time job? Like, there's all sorts of factors that play into how you want to manage and run your business. So it's our businesses, we get to decide how we want to run them. Don't let anybody else tell you that it has to be quote, unquote, this way. And then start just creating. And I guess the other piece of advice to you is, So often we have this big vision of where we want to get to. And we know crystal clear exactly what that is. And we think it has to be done now. We have to have it all done today. And your business is a journey. It's a beautiful, sometimes mountains and valleys and crazy racetracks. And you're like, you know, you take a corner a little too tight and you kind of, you know, got a pit stop for a little bit (laughs) so you can get back on the track. But it's doesn't have to be rushed or forced. So take that pressure off. I think that would be another lesson that I've learned along the way and continue to embody and learn. <laughs> I love it. And like at the end of the day, create a business that you love because I can't believe the amount of people I'm running into these days that, you know, and I understand because I've done it twice in my previous businesses, but you created yourself a jail where you thought you went out there to create a business that you absolutely love and you did all the right things, but now you're working too hard, not making enough money not loving the business. And in fact, you're ready to give up. And so we don't want you to do that. Once you take a deep breath, <laughs> realign, reignite that excitement for your business again, and uh, find something that you love. So thank you, Nicole, for being here today. It's been oh, awesome. My Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Amplify your family, go out there and have a fabulous week. And remember, uh, you know, you don't need to have everything in place before you get started. So if you're thinking about getting started out there, just do it and go with the minimal amount that you need to take a payment and get a program going, says Nicole. And then you're off to the races with your back end system. All right, take care, guys. Have a good week. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.